0: What's up guys, here with you with FC Wonder Kid, podcast number 17, here with my guy Brendan. how are you?
1: Oh, I, uh, I don't know, what, what just happened? What happened last week? What's been going on, man? I mean, we we do it at one different time and we get hit with all the latest football news. This is, uh, we got a lot to get into. It's so crazy.
0: Basically, we like, we did a little summer break of like five days. What happened? Yeah. Messi happened to yeah. leave Barcelona like something that wasn't even expected not even Messi himself expected right. this to happen because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. saw those tears i would like to say that was one of the saddest football moments i have i had to see in my lifetime yeah. watching yeah. messi leave barcelona and people say there's no one club only like i i, I think messi would have would have tried the one club only you oh, yeah. s- those tears were like oh my days he would 50 percent it was it was told that he was he would reduce his salary to 50 percent just like right. pk did we're gonna talk more forwards but like it's so yeah, yeah. sad everything about this messy transfer like in terms of leaving the way he left like xavi and iniesta got a proper farewell Messi right. didn't this nah. is
1: so sad even in it terms is. of ah, like oh <laughs> It, it, it is, and now and now today we're uh, you know recording again on a Sunday, and we're watching a, a new Barcelona eleven take the field without him. Um, and uh, I guess people will be happy to know that PK scored the first goal, right, um, of, of the La Liga season. But yeah, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I one hundred percent thought Messi was going to remain, yeah, a Barcelona player. Uh, and it's just it's even more bonkers to think that you have the. Uh, former captain of Real Madrid and the former captain and legend uh, both in their own right of Barcelona now playing for the same damn team. <laughs> it's
0: it's I I I, w- I just want to say this PSG you guys went bold you got yeah. Helms, you got Hakimi you got Wijnaldum you got yeah. Messi like for crying out loud mess like drop the mic and i want to say this too i was thinking about this all week how must guardiola feel with this guardiola must be fuming and i'm not gonna say like the jack grealish wouldn't have happened right but if guardiola had the opportunity of picking between grealish and messi i'm sorry jack yeah (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. Uh, i I don't think there's i don't think there's any question there and you could almost hear it in his voice when he was asked the question um so hey uh, hey, you know what that's how we felt when we when we recorded the uh podcast on a thursday and the news came out hey sorry pep that's the way the world of football works right uh, um unbelievable and him taking the number 30 you know going back to his early years how cool is that so uh it's funny. The shine might have might have like rubbed off a little bit, you know, and the the, the craziness of it all. Um, but uh, we're watching that PSG game yesterday, uh, and and here I am. It, it, they go. They, they put the camera on the luxury box where Leo Messi is, and he's sitting next to Neymar. He's sitting next to Angel Di Maria, and I'm like, I think there's more money in that luxury box than there is on the pitch right <laughs>
0: and, and did you see like that messi was gonna get get paid with cryptocurrency too like I did. the ways I that don't... psg finds yeah. to get the wages of these players, like psg uh, okay. hustling PSG are. hustling like <laughs> it's it's that is a fact but and, and you know i wanted to highlight this comment too because it's a player that me and you we love him mm-hmm. and messi Straight away, in the I think it was the first um, conversation he had as a PSG player, he mm-hmm. mentioned that he he, he loves Verati and yeah. that Barcelona tried to sign Veratti as a Xavi and Iniesta replacement. Yeah. So, I, lo- I love that because it yeah. shows that Messi, when he's coming to PSG, he's coming with the clear intent of winning, yeah. and yeah. Champions League. He's thinking sure. of that. Having Veratti and Wijnaldum, like I, I, I just loved when he spoke about that. It
1: was- yeah, yeah, and and who, and who knows? Maybe it's uh, it's mind games, uh, those positive mind games where he's maybe fluffing somebody up like that, uh, making their head feel bigger, making them ready to go. Um, but but that 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 does work. Uh, we all know Veratti is phenomenal. I don't know if he's Xavi Iniesta phenomenal, uh, but if Messi says it, I believe it. Frankly, so um, I, have I, I have a question. I have a question for you. Like,
0: what do you think about Poch? Because now with Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, maybe he'll leave. But still, there's a a huge like list of stars at PSG. The pressure
1: that Pochettino has, in my opinion, is huge. Like, what are
0: your thoughts on
1: that? Uh, I I think, um, and I actually did wrestle with this. I, I was thinking, like, yeah, this is kind of a one and done type of situation. And then you kind of think of where they're all coming from. This is. It's like a football manager save in that sense uh, because this is a lot of ego uh, put in one place, right? And, and this is a, a massive change to the fabric of the team, even though it are two guys that personified the previous uh, club that they were at, right? Sergio Ramos at Real Madrid. Uh, hell, you could even say that Donnarumma at AC Milan, he became the talk of the town solely because of the crazy contract situation but you have to fit all those pieces together. There's so much talent there. But we've seen a lot. I don't know if we've seen this type of talent on the field. But it takes time for this talent to gel, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think this year, I don't think he's going to get a free pass, per se, if they go out in the round of 16 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's going to get at least a year and a half, unless, of course, they – or a season and a half. Unless, of course, they absolutely stink it up somehow, some way. But I, I think – um, I think Leo Messi has the ability to uh, do it on a rainy night in Lorient, right? <laughs> I think I think he can figure this out. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think if if Poch if he doesn't win the Champions League in the first year, if he gets to the final, gets to the semi final, do you think he's going to go? Uh, yeah, uh, the
0: pressure. Uh, like, how many years do we have with Messi? Yeah. How many years do we have with Poch?
1: Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's true. It's
0: like I feel like. Regardless of the year, if you don't win a Champions League with this team, you're out. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the criteria. Fair enough. Because yeah. Liga, it's it's already a guarantee. It wasn't with Lille. Lille won it. Okay, Lille won it. And Nice, yeah. like that, that, that goes for the standouts. But like it's, yeah, you have to, Pochettino has to win the Champions League with this team. It's regardless of Mbappe goes or stays. Like you have to win it with the team, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. So let's talk about the perspective now of Barcelona.
1: Okay. Sure. Cause
0: how, are, how are Barcelona going to fill this gap in your opinion? Like what's going to happen?
1: Well, if you, if you take a look at their bench um, for today's opener, and I've already forgotten who they're, who they're playing, but if you take a look at their bench um, you see how they're going to do it in the interim. And that's kind of what we've all been wanting over the last few years. That's dig into La Mesia. You got Gavi on the bench, right? Uh, you have um Alejandro Balde you've got like a bunch of guys that are these kind of keynotes of the of Lamesia um so I, I hope that they do that in the interim let Depo- i mean frankly they don't really have the cash to do otherwise right mm-hmm. um so uh, you know i don't i don't know but if they if they lean on their uh, academy yeah they might not be winning la liga anytime soon but they they're still very good enough to to fight for european football right i mean yeah if they
0: concentrate, in my opinion, the midfield, they are so lucky in having Pedri now. Like, getting Pedri last year is the mm-hmm. biggest blessing that Barcelona had in, yeah. the, in, in the recent years. Because now, any midfield that we're going to plan in the future with Barcelona, we're going to plan with De Jong there yeah. and with Pedri there. And Oops. the other and the other piece, I don't know what it is. Uh, Gnat would have been perfect for any any missing piece in midfield yeah. if you c- complete it with it you're really well but i feel like they have to do something there they'll have to get a player there like <laughs> G- Gabi, he's very young i you know i love balde and Gabi. i i even mentioned him in like one of our first podcasts fc wonder kid yep. podcasts yep. that he was one to come up and play mm-hmm. i wasn't expecting him to play so soon so, no. uh, but I do feel like they, they'll they maybe Gravenberch. My yeah. ideal player would be Gravenberch next, next to De Jong and next yeah. to Pedri. But yeah. they need to find a solution. And I want to highlight this again. Griezmann.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's now or never. Griezmann, yep. there's no Messi. The spotlight is on their pie in
1: Griezmann. If mm-hmm. they don't make it happen. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot to put on the, uh, on the shoulders of, uh, you know, Memphis. Uh, I mean, Memphis was only at Lyon previously, so uh, he hasn't necessarily done it yet. Uh, and and Griezmann obviously hasn't looked like his, uh, well, I don't know. I, you know, we, we don't need to necessarily, we're going to be able to talk about that as the season progresses, it's but the
0: wages, like I, but, I, I say that because like what Griezmann is receiving is sure. big player money.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, and the, and the fact of the matter is, is like the pie wouldn't have even been on the pitch today if uh, they didn't confirm that that PK uh, pay cut. Um, so it, it's just absolutely unbelievable that it, it's all gotten done under the wire, and that we're talking about this with a with a <laughs> with a massive club um, like Barcelona, like Mesquita club, right? It's and kind Aguero. of did you see what they yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. Like it's, Aguero wanted to leave. 'Cause he was yeah. promised.
0: And to be fair, I get you, Agüero. You were promised yeah. that you were gonna play with Messi and yep. <laughs> now it's going to happen and no like yeah. yeah it's uh and, and, and
1: while while Angel Di Maria is sitting there going like, Hey, this is this is like the perfect summer for me. I, I actually uh play in a final and, and help my team win the Copa America and end the drought. And uh and then I get to play with a guy that, you know, I kinda carried on my back for that game. I'm just kidding. That was being, you know, sarcastic for the Copa America final, but but he, he, I mean, come on, Di Maria is having the best summer while Aguero is like, what the f did I just sign up for? It's right? It's
0: true. It's true. It's true. Like Di Maria is one of those players. Like when I'll be speaking about underrated players that no one is in twenty years time that no one highlights. Di Maria, Cavani. These are players that mark the generation, and like they're they, they're so underrated. And if you speak about the final. Like in the yeah. future, people won't focus maybe on Di Maria, you know, yeah. and he was crucial. Yes, yeah. that's so true. It so was all true. about
1: Messi getting his uh, his his hardware, and um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I um, it's just it's a changing of the guard potentially. I mean, this really does feel we've talked about for the last four or five years. That you know, when Xavi and Iniesta and all them retired and went off and did their things, we we talked about Barcelona essentially being dead in the water. Uh, it, it hung on for a little bit longer than we expected, but yeah, this is for real—the changing of the guard—and uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see um, where all this goes. Uh, especially, especially with the new talk of just having a salary cap and a luxury tax, uh, kind of like uh, American sports, right? Uh, instead of the financial fair play uh, moving forward, because, you know, you you might still be able to get those teams that essentially say, OK, if the salary cap is, you know, 300 million, um, we have to pay this much into a pot that then gets put out into other clubs that take part of either European competitions.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: going to be really interesting because then you get a little bit of revenue sharing. And if you get PSG that says, hey, here's a half a billion dollars worth of salary, you know um we're 200 million over the luxury or over the uh salary cap then you're spreading that money elsewhere right i can't can't see that happening
0: so so Uh, early we'll see
1: that's
0: that's very that's that's very hopeful because like in the in in the american system you have the high schools and the universities are who provide the athletes who provide the athletes in football that is that is the key. The development of these players are provided by the clubs. So there's a lot of chit chat towards that. Like that is kind of like a possibility, but I can't see it more than that right now. But yeah, talking see. about Barcelona and a mess, we could talk yep. about another Italian club. You know, that
1: is mm-hmm. kind of of a mess, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to guess it? Hmm. We'll we'll uh, go with a little little club called Inter Milan. Uh, now, a- absolutely unreal, and this comes down to ownership and and where where their where their clubs you know owners are located as well. There's been a crackdown there. COVID hit, um, but yes, it's been unbelievable. It started probably the shot across the bow was what Antonio Conte um, basically saying like, oh wait, I'm not going to get the type of control I deserve after bringing you the Scudetto, excuse yeah. me. And then, you know, then the dominoes start falling and um, yeah. it's just, it's sad to see that go uh, opens up. We'll talk about Syria in a little while, but yeah, you know, a little, a little, somebody uh, Romelu Lukaku <laughs> winds up leaving. Like you called it, you said it. I was a little bit, uh, I didn't expect it. I was a little surprised, um, but man, they were willing to pay and, like, uh, it's- and-
0: Abramovich. Abramovich wanted a striker 100%. So he had to get it, Breton. Like, it's, he, he fills the needs. Like, yeah. he's a billionaire that doesn't like to feel like he doesn't have something. Yeah. He needs to have everything. Like, yeah.
1: And, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the narrative that, you know, 10 years ago you signed the same exact player, obviously greener. He was 18 then, I believe. Um, But yeah, you're right. It's like, hey, I paid what? 18 million for him ten years ago, and I am going to uh, pay 100 million more than that this time around. So, and,
0: yeah, you mentioned that you, you for <laughs> sure you saw that clip. Like, there was a clip that uh, that was shown of a, that was shared by Anderlecht that it's <laughs> Lukaku being shown Stamford Bridge with a guide, and he wanted to stay to look at the pitch more. Lukaku yeah. wanted to stay because he was visualizing it, and then the guy said, "Oh, you are dreaming there." He said, "No, no, mate, I am not dreaming." Like he said it, I'm not dreaming. No laugh, no anything.
1: No, and
0: like you love those stories. Like of course, congratulations, Lukaku. Like you can, f- and there was even a interview that he revealed that he was going to sign up for Chelsea before United, but then there was problems with the paper. I don't know what happened, but he was he was going to Chelsea. He had a cl- he had a house in London, already. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's crazy. yeah, he he went to to United. So. Chelsea, you got your striker. Fantastic buy. But going back to, to Inter, I want to say yeah. this, though. Like, mm-hmm. the moment that Conte left, you're right. Yeah. The domino effect. Like, all the pieces started to go boom, 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 boom Because Inter didn't have money. And no. Conte knew that. And the moment he knew that, he said, I'm going to bounce. My reputation is here. Mm-hmm. And Inter are going to go down. Yeah. Down a bit. Because they can't reinvest. And these players are going to leave. Like, uh, but I like to highlight this. They did a good transfer. That was Dumfries like Hakimi leaving for 60 million and you're yeah. getting Dumfries for 12. Yeah. That is good yeah. business. Okay. It is good. Very and good. if it wasn't like, because they had to sell, I would say like that's smart. And if you're going oh. to reinvest that in another, another place
1: on the, on, on the pitch, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, that's smart business though. That's smart yes. business. It is, uh, you know, and they and they also went out and uh, I think within like three days got Eden Jek- uh, Jekko from Roma. So you know, I know that's more of a stopgap, um, but uh, it, it does show that they're 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 willing to play this game here. If you're liquidating all of our best assets, we're going to find somebody that's going to allow us to be a solid team. Do I think they're in contention again? I don't know, uh, but yeah, uh, it's just whether or not Lautar they can keep Latara right whether
0: or not they can keep him. Um. And I'd be Barella. I think the biggest player should be mad, uh, the, the most mad is Barella because yeah. Barella can play in any place in the world. That's, That's the truth. Barella has a spot in every team in the world. And if he's looking at his team, he's seeing everybody leaving, I look at himself and say, whoa, I'm too good for this. Like, right. I'd be I'd be worried their fans yeah. with Barella, but you guys didn't deserve that. Like, you're, You guys were champions. And then your coach leaves and there's no investment from the board. Like that right. is, that is very sad. I like, I really, and that, that it comes
1: it really does come down to who owns the club. Um, I think it's Suning, right. And it's, it's okay. tough. It's tough. And um, it happens. It feels like it happens to uh, Lille every, every year, whether they finish first or third, Um, but uh, absolutely unbelievable kind of, some clubs that's like that's like number in in any normal off season that would be like the top story right but this off season, i don't know what the hell happened but someone said you know what screw it we're just gonna throw we're gonna flood the market with crazy headlines and that's exactly what just happened yeah, um we're,
0: we're having headlines non-stop and uh, yeah. we're crazy headlines maybe we're gonna have the craziest headline next week and maybe. that might be in england with yeah. uh with tottenham like they they seem really good without without Harry <laughs> Kane, and 150 million. That's the talk right now. Uh, Man City are preparing a bid for Harry Kane of 150 million. Like, what are your thoughts
1: on that? I mean, it's egregious. It feels egregious. That's that's 200 and what 265 million between two players. You can't mm-hmm. you can't tell me even in this day and age, even it being a modern footballer type of situation, like. You can't tell me that that that's that's ludicrous. Um, uh, and, and I get it; it might be a situation of of Pep saying, "I need this, I want this," um, and and them listening. Uh, but ultimately, it's just too much—way too much. I'll be honest. They do have I a striker problem.
0: No, it's they they do they do fix a lot of problems by getting, especially Harry, yeah, Harry Kane is the biggest problem. But sure. Jack Grealish, he does fill the gap of marketing. And Grealish is uh, an image, an icon in England. And everybody sees Grealish as a good guy because he is a good guy. Like he has a laugh with the lads. He drinks a bit here and there like like everyone. Like he has a (laughs) night out. He has fun. Like Grealish is the people's person. And I think by City, because I remember when I was a kid seeing Van Persie Mm -hmm. go to United. And that was a big boss move by United, by getting the one of the best players in the league to to United. And I feel like this is the same now with City. City, by signing the best players in the Premier League, they're saying we're the best club right now in the Premier League. United, you're not the same. Liverpool, come on, you guys need to invest. And yeah, yeah no one comes close to us because the best players come to us. And that, yeah. is, that is scary because we're changing... Our generation, okay, the future generations of football might be City fans now. Mm-hmm. Arsenal fans, like Arsenal, is in a very tough situation now, and like clubs are doing bad decisions in terms of they have to sell, like we were talking about Inter, and Arsenal is letting go of Joey Willock, mm-hmm. a player like they need goals from midfield, and Joey Willock is leaving on for mm. twenty million, yeah, like more, yeah, it's, for, it's, new, it's, for it's Newcastle. Great. So,
1: for Newcastle. <laughs> oh, it's we got oh, my days. Like it's it's, it's tough. It, it really is. And and no, I think you're right. I mean, it's a destination because you do believe, hey, we know they're going to win the Carabao Cup every year, right? So you get you get that piece of silverware. Uh the Premier League, what? They've won 3 in the last 4, something like that right? So, okay. Yeah, that's great. But they still don't have the elusive Champions League. Um, so it, it kind of comes down to the fact that the Holy Grail is still out there. They need to grab it and and they want it done sooner rather than later. Um, and they're going to spend 265 million plus. Now, now we've, we've done this, you know, on Twitter, we went through and, and you went through last time in the podcast, we went through Chelsea's list of exits, right? And we know we're probably going to be adding another to that in the form of mm-hmm. Tammy Abraham. But you can do the same thing with Manchester City, right? They have assets to send out the door because they basically hoard really good players, um, really good young players. They loan them out and then they sell them off uh, or they sell them off because, you know, football is crazy inflation where, you know, a $2 million player five years ago is now worth 15 even if it's the same damn player. Um, but like they got $18 million for Angelino, right? I think yeah. that's the right number. So there was money in the door uh but we we still have over our heads uh what's going to happen with this financial fair play ruling right mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's going to be negative or positive i don't know what the deal is but the fact of the matter is they're still looking at them um so you might as well might, might as well go to town and buy your buy the best player right uh but if they don't get the champions league it's, right it's, yeah. it's over it's it, done
0: yeah, yeah. it's so true. Like Man City, Chelsea, like they're doing phenomenal business with these players. And even Sancho, like he left Man City to Darton mm-hmm. for 8 million. Like, mm-hmm. and, and if Sancho wouldn't have turned out the player that he is today, we would be saying, oh, they get here money here and there, 8 million, yeah. like Sancho. You see? Yeah. So, Nemecha, I think he's going to leave too. Uh, yeah.
1: So, and they're yeah. going to get a bit of money yeah. there too. So,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, he, and, and the actually did leave. I think he's at Wolfsburg for he was another eight million pounds out the door. Um, but they, yeah, they've got a couple like they there's a young American. Well, he's not. He's 24 now, but uh, Eric mm-hmm. Palmer Brown, they'll probably get four or five million for. Um, and, you know, it, it's not it's not it doesn't all add up to 150 million. And hey, mm-hmm. here's Harry Kane. But revenues add to that and and transfer revenues add to that. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's seemingly good business, I, I suppose, but um, man, does it feel egregious when you're spending 150 million on one player? It's true, uh, and like it's this is
0: actually perfect, cause it connects to my final transfer I want to talk about, and that is mm-hmm. a player that is leaving Chelsea in a way that is a smart profit and it's a good buck, and that is Tammy Abraham is yep. going to Roma. It's a fantastic fit in my opinion. I think Mourinho. You, he's getting a fantastic player with Tommy Abraham. Because Tammy Abraham, I, I think, I'm going to go bold here, he gets 20 goals in Serie A. Tammy Abraham gets 20 goals in Serie a. I, I love Tommy Abraham going to Serie A to this role. Okay, road. so he's hes duking it out with the
1: Zlatan, you know, until Zlatan's 45. Um, that, That's <laughs> crazy. Leave,
0: and Zeku leaves, Homer. Yeah.
1: okay? So Tommy Abraham is going to be
0: the guy, okay, the in this guy. team. He's the guy, so it's forty million. Another forty million that Chelsea's gonna get. Good business again. Maybe they'll yeah. invest in Conde with this. Sure. Oh, but, f- and,
1: you know, most important there is, I, I believe Chelsea also has a buyback clause, right? Um, and I believe that's around seventy million or something like 80, that. Eighty but, million. It's 80 Yeah, million. eighty million euros. Okay, it's uh, pounds. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, Tammy's twenty-one, right? Twenty-one, I think
0: um think he's old. He might be 22. Mm-hmm.
1: something or like that 22, 22, I mean, he's still, a, he's still a, yeah he's still a young guy we're talking about him he's uh he's got double digit goals uh, you know this this is a kid that um Mourinho definitely called him definitely talked to him definitely said I believe in you and um and he's gonna put him front and center in Syria he's gonna get playing game in game out um, and who knows maybe he'll be fighting uh Olivier Giroud at the top of the uh the gold table in Syria. Um it's, they, they but it's good, good business.
0: Team. They have a pretty good team there Roma. They got yeah. Matias Vina too. Like yeah. to, to replace Flore- uh to replace Spinazzola injured. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know. I am liking Roma for this season. I yeah. I, I th- let's see. We could talk we can talk afterwards about that. Do
1: you have any I just want all I, I care do? about is Zani uh, Zaniola just Low. um being healthy all season and and getting a full season in them but yeah we can talk about that in a little bit but man that is a big one and uh it's just you know the business that needs to get done if you're bringing in a guy like lukaku that's for sure it's true do you so, have
0: any transfer you wanna you wanna you wanna talk about Anything you know
1: I, I i'm just happy that hey u.s men's national team right um, I don't think this is the best place for him, but we had two U.S. players, uh, Matthew Hoppe and Josh Sargent, both relegated from the Bundesliga, both seemingly the best players on either team. Josh Sargent has landed in the Premier League, and he's already, uh, he's already made his first um, uh, appearance, and he's with Norwich City, so he's probably going to be fighting relegation again. Uh, but hey, I'm just happy that like, we've got this market for young Americans that we've never seen before. None of the this all pales in comparison to Lukaku, Messi, Abraham, uh, and everybody. But hey, I felt like you got to sh- give a shout out to the minnows, uh, of Norwich trying trying to do what they can to stay up and Christos Zolas, the, the Greek uh, striker, Zolis. Zolis. yeah, and and Sargent. That's good business, in my opinion. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but that's it. We can move on from transfers
0: that that was a good ending uh that's a good mention there Zolly's in Norway, she's gonna kill it i'm really i hope so like yeah, Paul, a great, great player very good okay yeah. so next topic here we wanted to go we wanted to go bold because this is a big topic and it's the weekend standouts before yeah. we start saying our weekend standouts we want to hear what you guys think were the stars of the week so yeah. go comment down below Like, who do you think was the best player this week, in your opinion? Like, Pogba with, like, I don't know. We're going to mention now. But who do you think were the stars? Put in the comments down below, guys. So, I mentioned it. Like, the first star I got to mention is Pogba. Like, a poker of assists? Yeah. That is 100 million. Like, Pogba, if you are doing that type of performances, you are... you
1: are valued at a hundred million, a hundred percent. I mean, unreal. It was absolutely unreal. And, and there was a chemistry there. Um, I don't think we saw it much last season. Tell me if I'm wrong, but between Bruno and, and, and Pogba, just like this innate nature of knowing where they were going to be. Uh, and that first assist to Bruno, right. That little uh, dink over the top that we all know if, if you've ever played football, like mm-hmm. you know that that is virtually impossible um most of the time to do especially you know nine times out of ten or something uh, that that just personified essentially what he he was to that game and like the interplay between where greenwood was going and and pogba and bruno Exactly. holy crap i mean that was awesome to watch the so.
0: Pogba brun Fernandes link up is Unbelievable. I was going to mention that that's the first thing like those two, they're very comfortable playing with each other. And the reason why they're so comfortable is because they have a striker that balances out the way like they should play. Like if you see Greenwood is like, that was the variable I wasn't expecting. Right. United having a striker playing like Greenwood was playing last game. United could win the league. Yeah. because Greenwood like with this level of movement it's it's not mm-hmm. the finishing because we knew that Greenwood was already the best finisher at Man United but now mm-hmm. we're seeing the off ball movement that we were talking about he right. has it Cavani all those lessons that he had from Cavani there we're starting to see it Greenwood yeah. is slowly becoming a world class star like if he scores like the goals that I think he might score more than twenty Premier League goals. That's it. He's 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 in the talk.
1: That'd be like, cra- uh, hold on, uh, hold on. I need happen. to ask. A, I need to ask you a question. Are you giving Ole any credit for that win? Yeah, I no, I
0: do give credit to Ali on trusting Greenwood straight away instead of Cavani. Like if mean. if it were me, I, I would have put Cavani and he put Greenwood and like yeah. against Leeds. Like against Bielsa, and we know that Bielsa plays very well against big teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got he likes to go neck and neck, and like I'm, I was very surprised. Like Greenwood was the balance. He allowed Bruno to go forwards. He allowed yeah. Bruno to have the space. Like it, it's it's it was extremely fun to watch. Like Man United, yeah. it's it's different. Like if I don't know, I. My thoughts can start changing now like this this was yeah but this or... i still feel like they need a midfielder if they got a midfielder or harry kane like this yeah. is what i was saying and i was saw, i was i was seeing gary neville talk with uh, a press conference that they did with uh, like gary neville Carragher, and roy keane and he said it like 10 years ago man united would sign harry kane like like it wouldn't be man city it would be man united and right. if man united got harry kane wouldn't they win the
1: league I mean yeah that's probably. it that's yeah. it that's all that's all is needed if yeah he, but he I mean you know it, a week ago we were also talking about Paul Pogba probably leaving the club and now it, it's it's now he drops four assists and we're all we're all like hey he's he, he could he could uh he could provide 144 assists this year and I don't know what the math is but Pogba um, might
0: have left the club if Messi didn't go to PSG that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just what a game! And and hey, Bruno, right? I, I thought it was hysterical. Harry Maguire on uh, Instagram, uh, dropping in the comment section. Uh, great three, great three penalties, mate. Right? Uh, because yeah, Bruno did. He scored a fair amount of penalties last year, but um, <laughs> we all know those three goals he scored were not penalties. Um, so that that was pretty hysterical. And who knows, maybe yeah (laughs) it's oh i don't know the the funny thing is is we're not even you know two games into the year right and uh we're already second guessing our predictions um but hey manchester city was like 14th everton was atop the uh uh the 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 podium at at some point um Mm -hmm. like in october of last year uh so we all know things change and they change very quickly here but we like what we see. That United game was was fun to watch. It took them a little while to break down Bielsa, but they did it. Um, okay. the, the other one I got to bring up though, because if we're talking about ridiculous performances, and this seems to be seems to be you know more often than not that we're doing this, but er, Erling Holland, man, yeah, like are you like are you serious? Two goals, three assists. I think he's got like he. There's been five eight goals. or nine, five, five, yeah, five goals right in the first two games of the year. I mean Dortmund it just it was unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and I mean with his combination of speed size uh skill uh, ability to learn and work his ass off I mean if he's on on a certain day like he's he's just unstoppable right and and you know, I was gonna tie this into your your favorite show, Attack on Titan. Uh, I couldn't really figure it out, but he kind of reminds me of some sort of a Titan. Uh, is there like an invincible Titan? I don't know, right? <laughs> it, but in but I, I have to steal something from from uh, Fabrizio Romano because he went all Statman Dave on us. Uh, in 574 days, he's played 61 matches for Dortmund, and he scored 62 goals and has 18 assists. And he's already got five goals, three assists in two games this season. I don't give a crap if he was playing an eighth, you know, eighth tier squad. That is still unreal for a kid to do. Brilliant. Right.
0: This is Cayola next summer. Yeah. This is Chayola. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Just with the phone calls. Just, yep. just accepting calls from Papa Perez, Abramovich, beam. Yep. beam, beam the Glazers. Come on, no marketing needed with Haaland. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, five goals, two games, three assists. Striker. Yeah. That is... How, how'd you do it, Haaland? Like, we're getting to, this, to the point that we're asking, how is it possible? Like, yeah. and I now we start to get why, like, 130 million, Chelsea were willing to pay it. Like, it's... it's yeah. It's they paid it for Lukaku, but Dortmund war, weren't having weren't having it. But you 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 mentioned it like there's a very good chemistry now. Marco Rose mm-hmm. might make something happen there. He might do, do you think like this? Gio Reyna, this uh, this abundance of
1: talent at Dortmund can they win the Bundesliga? I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, with with a Marco Reus behind them, um, you've got the perfect blend of of young like guys that are just going to do anything they can to win and they're going to celebrate every goal like it's the last goal they'll, they'll ever score. And then you've got the, you've gotten a veteran leadership. Obviously, the defense there is, is still a question mark. But, hey, if you score five goals a game, who the hell cares, right?
0: Like, the way I see things is I think they have the best player in the Bundesliga, yeah. Erling Haaland. And I know Lewandowski's in the league, but it's, I'm saying it. Haaland, yeah. this season... I feel like Holland wants and needs to have more goals than Lewandowski because yeah, exactly. if he's going to leave the Bundesliga, that we all know Holland yeah. is going to leave the Bundesliga at the end of the season, he's going to leave as the top goal scorer. I'm going yeah. to go bold. I think Holland is going to end up in front of Lewandowski in the goal, goal scoring list in the Bundesliga.
1: Hey, do you I- think he can get the uh, the amount he got last year, the 40 plus?
0: yeah i think that's a repetition and it's going to be a repetition because this is how i see things when i was a kid like they were kids too and they were idolizing ronaldo and messi and we live in a society now so stats driven like you in the states like Mm -hmm. it's stats driven a hundred percent and football we're looking more more, we're looking more and more to the numbers and holland too like i'm sure he knows how many goals ronaldo has like that's the expectations that he has and the team, Chayola, like he must be pumping this kid every day mentally. Like he must be an animal. Like I, Erling Han ha- ha- Holland, my respect because you, you're breaking records. You're breaking, re- you're breaking records, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I wanted to highlight, like on uh, uh, my my second weekend standout player, like Pogba was first and second. I'm gonna put uh, Eden Hazard because okay. I think Eden Hazard is finally gonna be the player that we were expecting him to be at Real Madrid because what I saw uh yesterday was the Holland yeah. very confident and I feel like he was very confident because physically he was in shape like you could see he, he was doing what he wanted to do everything was flowing and the connection with Benzema and mm-hmm. Eden Hazard with Benzema that works out so well like I'm if they get Mbappe yep they they have a proper team there because because is there. Valverde was really good. Alaba, this is an underrated move this summer. A lot of people talk about Varane to Man United, but no sure. one talks about Alaba to Real Madrid. Yeah, like Alaba is a is a proper signing for Real Madrid. And Courtois yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. Like
1: it's they have a a very good Cruz. team overall. Yeah, Cruz. I mean, it 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 is a very good team. It's just I. Uh, what was that the the front the front three was uh, yeah Benzema. But uh, Hazard and Gareth Bale. Who did? Valverde, uh, Alderd, okay. and Modric. So but Bale started, right? Bale did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Imagine if they win La Liga with guys that they literally were chanting to like leave the club last year, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That, that that would be pretty interesting. But that's a good shout. I didn't actually get to see any of that Real Madrid game, so um, I saw it
0: all. And I wanted to mention this too, like the like at Real Madrid, Vinicius <laughs> Junior. The, it's he's 21 and Rodrigo is 20 I mm. don't know ha- how many more years they'll have at Real Madrid but if they're gonna show that they want to stay it's this year like that's Vinicius great. at 21 I remember it wasn't Messi won the Ballon d'Or at 21 for Barcelona like it's okay. now that's the moment like it's, yes. it's the moment like Vinicius and Rodrigo it's the moment now to shine
1: 100 because- million between the two of them right it's true uh, uh,
0: yeah i think so. uh, yeah uh, i think it might be a 100 million and it's and what what's interesting is we're talking about mbappe going to real madrid like yeah. if you're going to finance mbappe to real madrid people pieces will have to leave and <laughs> if you are not performing at the level like real madrid are expecting you to mm-hmm. vinicius bye 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 it can happen
1: it can happen let's see yeah let's see. well That is, uh, that'll be a fun, I mean, La Liga is seemingly wide open this year. It really is. And um, that'll be fun to watch there. Um, Obviously, Barcelona is playing right now. But all right, my next one, we have to go back. We'll go back to the the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea, right? Hey, that was a great, great, great team performance. Um, It was good to see Christian Pulisic get on the score sheet. But I think we have to uh, take a look at uh, Trevo Chalaba, right? uh center back um i believe he can also play on yeah anyway he i mean that goal he scored i, I think it was to put him up three zip uh probably like the 55th it was a screamer Good. pretty Good. awesome but yeah it, it was just absolutely cool but what i really really loved it It was very reese james like which is hysterical right um because that's essentially who he who he was there but for all the defensive say you know cobham academy products that are leaving Stamford bridge right now right you, you still got uh, Tuchel putting in Chalaba and and entrusting him and building him up during the, the uh, preseason in order to get this done. And did you see how much it meant to him, yeah. right? When he scored that goal, he went down. It looked like he broke, in, broke out in the tears. They were all running over to him. I think Christian Pulisic was more happy that uh, he scored the goal than actually Chalaba did. Um, but you just saw how much it meant to the kid and that a lot of these kids that get a chance to play for this club – with how good and successful that Chelsea Academy is they, I mean, this is a dream come true and they will fight for that badge. So it's, that was really, really cool to see. And and we'll see if he can replicate it in the future or whether or not this, uh, this makes this emergence makes a Jules Conde move uh, less likely. I think they'll still try and get him, but maybe it makes it less likely. Right. Mm.
0: Uh, Fantastic. Shout out there because Shalaba, I didn't know if you saw it, but like he has tweets, saying that he was gonna make it one day, like mom, you're gonna see me one day make it, that type. And yeah, that's- seeing a player that as Lukaku did, shalaba did speak to existence to the point he's at now. And mm. that deserves a lot of recognition because like the truth is duchel, I think that was an offer for shalaba of 30, twenty to thirty million. I don't I can't remember the club. I think it was a German club. And duchel mm. said no. No can do. It was twenty million from an uh yeah. So Tuchel again, every decision oh, yeah. now that Tuchel mm-hmm. the Tuchel does it's like he touches gold. It's, it becomes yeah. gold. Like Shallobah. Mark he leaves. Tomori leaves, Shalaba stays, and Shalaba looks like the one that he, he's gonna rise to that position. So right. really good shout out there. Like that's yeah. Yeah, and
1: against and against Mark Gahey too, right? Who was starting for Crystal Palace? So that that must have felt. Mm. So uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it's 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 fitting. So I my my last standout standout weekend standout is a Portuguese guy, and I did mention him last podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna mention him again because what I saw this weekend was a Braga Sporting again, and this match like it was very it's a league match, and we're seeing that Porto and Benfica. They're not going to lose points very easily. It's going to be a th- three a three. It's going to be a three man race like this. This Portuguese league and seeing Pot, like Pot is my standout player this this weekend because he's got three goals in two games to Sporting, and I really believe that Pot is going to leave Sporting on a for a huge fee because. He's showing signs of not being just another player, you know. He's, right. he's the type of player like that is worth spending to, you know. And uh, that's what I love about Ruben. The players that Ruben, uh, Ruben Amorim develops, they all they all seem to have a lot of tactical knowledge given by him. And Bot has loads of awareness. He knows where to be on the pitch. Like, because he played with a João Mário. And João Mário's not there now. Mateus Nunes is there. And Potts playing extremely well. Fantastic movement. Good finishing. Complete player. Yeah. So, watch out, guys. Potts. Pedro Gonçalves. You, you put and up... Uh, cra- yeah, you put up Bruno numbers. Missed. It's Sorry. crazy that Potts didn't even get five minutes to play for right. Portugal in the last uh, la- the last Euros. He's yeah. the type of player that could have an impact, a positive impact in the game.
1: So guys expect to see him he's he's quality man. I mean you you put up Bruno Numbers you probably get a Bruno transfer, right? Uh so that, that's uh pretty pretty impressive and and definitely a good shout out. Uh well then my last one and I won't spend too much time but it's I'm going to go a little a little homer here. Um we we've all been talking, you know, Gio Reno got his first goal, Christian Pulisic got his first goal. Um but <laughs> A Gio Reyna friend, one of his best friends actually, is a kid named Joe Scali. And he left uh, New York City FC a couple years ago, Uh, not even a couple years ago. He only was able to make the transfer, I think, when he turned 18 uh, to Gladbach. Um, And, you know, some injuries uh, to their flank players, uh, plus a really, really solid preseason. And little does he know, he's, uh, I mean, he probably knew the whole time. But he's starting the uh, DFB Pokal first game, the cup game, and then he starts against Bayern, okay? Starts against Bayern Munich, his first-ever Bundesliga game. He's 18 years old. He starts on the left side as a left back, even though he's a right back by trade, and he was one of the better players on the field for them. And actually, yeah, Leroy Leroy Sané, I mean, he didn't pocket Leroy Sané, but he certainly kept him quiet, okay? And... I'm telling you, this this kid. There's more of these kids. You and I have talked about this before. This is just scraping the surface. It's like you know some unpolished diamonds that, if you get the right setting, there are more Joe Scali's out there. And yeah, there's a whole long season ahead. Um, but he has really he has really uh, shown himself well um, to the Bundesliga, um, and that's going to be really really cool moving forward uh, to watch him. So Joe Scali's my last one. Uh, although there's so many more. But
0: we got to move on. (laughs) You got to move on. Do you want to go Serie A instead of talking? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Serie the next topic is going to be Serie A Wonder Kids. So, just like the weekend standout, if you guys have Serie A Wonder Kids that you know are ballers, go to the comment section and go and smash all the names that you have. We're going to answer and we're going to have a good chat about those names because having a good shot. That's what that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. So I want to like what this topic is going to be the Serie Wonder Kids and being Serie Wonder Kids, I wanted to start with a proper, proper Wonder Kid. And this player mm-hmm. is might be, I don't even know if he's going to play straight away, but you know where I'm uh, where I'm going to. And I this is Luca Romero that went okay. from La. He's the youngest player. To ever mm-hmm. play for in La Liga with 15 years old for Mallorca, mm-hmm. he now went to Lazio, and I am dying to see what's what's their plan with him because sure. he was being told that he was I know mini Messi next Messi, but the truth is, the record stands and he's the youngest player to play in La Liga, and he's yes. extremely technically gifted, and yeah, it's interesting that he went to Lazio so yeah. i wanted to start with a proper wonder kid here and yeah luca romero
1: yeah he's he's good he's uh he's like he's a small guy um and incredibly technical um and fearless and basically mullet. <laughs> yeah and a phenomenal mullet too i mean hey party what is it Bis- no business in the front party in the back right that's what it's called um <laughs> Uh, but but I'm going to go on the opposite end, right? Because you got him on right wing for them. They've got Lazio if they want, if they can develop them properly. They've got their wings locked down for years to come, uh, in the form of Luca Romero on the right, and then on the left side is a Spaniard, Raúl Moro. Okay, and this he's basically like the mirror image on the other side of Romero. Um, and and Raúl Moro, I mean. Sorry, uh, Maurizio Sorry, has given him quite a few chances this preseason. I think you're going to actually see him kind of worked into the eleven. I don't think he's going to start, but I love that you know uh, he's he's willing to give him his chances, and he has definitely taken them um, and and shown kind of silky skills. Uh, I mean, he's he's like pacey, and again, it's. Luca Romero on the left side. It's really, really fun to see. Um, I don't know how much they're gonna play early on, but you can imagine as the the season gets stretched, I think they're gonna be uh they're gonna get plenty of chances there. So that's my first two. I love that both came from Lazio when I thought we both of us were gonna talk about the same people, uh, but we didn't. Look at that. You see, you see, gotta
0: highlight those wonder kids. That's funny. my second highlight here is uh a player that I feel like it's going to work out very well where he's at. Mm-hmm. And I'm going for a Roma player. And that is... I- I'm, first, I'll mention Zaniol. Because okay. guess who's back? Zaniol. And yeah. Zaniolo is back with Mourinho. So that is something to look forward to. And it might work out very well. But the okay. player that I'm very hopeful with, Mourinho, is mm-hmm. Ivanish, Because ah. he's a Brazilian centre-back. And, I, you know... Defensive tactics, the defenders. Mourinho loves them, and if he's Brazilian, like, like it's the same language. So, actually, mm-hmm. he's quality. Okay, Even from from his style of play too. Like, he's a rough player. He's the one that can pass the play very well. Like, he, he, he's he's the type of player that Mourinho would enjoy to play with. And the fact that he's Brazilian, like, I feel like that's going to be very helpful too. The language barrier is just going to be on point. So, I'm very hopeful to see what happens with Roma with Ibanesh. That yeah, would be a, one of the
1: wonder kids to watch. He's a good one. And I know, um, I mean, he was at, he was, he never really got the chance at Atalanta, but that's mm-hmm. kind of funny because who knows? Maybe he could have turned into uh, who Christian Romero is now, but he's now at Spurs. But anyway, I'm going to stay on the AS Roma um, topic, stay on the Jose Mourinho topic um, because uh, this kid has probably one of the best stories. Um, out of all the guys we're going to talk about, and that's Abrema Darbo, right? Um, and you know, he two years ago um, he was kind of just finding out that there are opportunities in the uh, in the footballing world for him. Okay, I mean, he was a migrant uh, from Gambia and made his way over uh, and went through horrors, unspeakable horrors, to get here. Uh, here, as in, not in the United States, but to Italy. Um, and before you know it, um, he's having a, a breakout half season for Roma at the end of the year last year. Um, and he's kind of, you know, he's a, he's a dictates play. He's strong. He's, he's pacey. Um, he sends, come on, he sends his whole salary basically back to his family in Gambia because he had to separate from his family to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're going to see him as that kind of that engine of the midfield um, and get more time than we, we probably think heading in again, as the season progresses, but I mean, come on, if you can't root for the success for this kid, uh, then, then, you know, what are we in this for? Right. Uh, But he's, he's awesome. Absolutely awesome to watch. I mean, and his football matches, uh, matches his personality. So we'll see what happens.
0: What a a story there. Like it's, it's always good to see someone giving back to who needs, you know, and actually like having it like personally. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's fantastic mention there. I'm going to mention, like, I thought you were going to lead up to this player. And I was saying he's going to lead up to my pick, mm. <laughs> but it was the <laughs> Atalanta talk. Like someone ah. went Atalanta at center back and that was Demiral. And yeah. I was quite surprised because if you'd spoken to me a year ago, I thought that Demiral was going to be one of the key pieces at mm. Vinc, Uh mm-hmm. being the future of Turkey. And he was being quality next to the elite. So I was quite surprised, but... Come on, Atalanta, good business. Like you're selling Romero, and you're replacing with a player that already knows the level that you yeah. should be at. Okay, and maybe just needed a bit more confidence in the defense side. You know, it could be egos because the yeah. truth is that Juve defense, who talks there, it's Bonucci and Chiellini. Like even yeah. they leaked there. Like even they leaked knows those two are the ones. They're the bosses. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe Demiral, he would be the type of player that he he liked to have his spot and he, I don't know. I'm, I'm here speculating a bit, but mm-hmm. I think it could be a match made in heaven. They made all the at Atlanta. I think it can work out very well. So that's a, that's,
1: yeah, yeah, that's a very good shout. And I think it, that is a, a awesome place for him to develop as we've seen. And, and if he can go the route of Romero in terms of come back after, you know, a very solid year for Atlanta, um, who knows? maybe he's, maybe he's right next to the league once, uh, uh, and, um, and why am I forgetting his name? Goodness, help me out. Chiellini actually hang their boots up, right? Uh, that's, that's a good one. But my, uh, my next one is, um, I mean, I think we just have to say him because he's still only 21 years old. That's Dusan Vlahovic, right? Mm -hmm. First off, how the hell is he still in this league? (laughs) Right. Uh, how the hell is he still playing for fiorentina i shouldn't say in this league because i'm i'm more su- surprised that after his 21 goal season last year right yeah. That's said yeah which is yeah that, that it's just an unbelievable stat and, it, and especially for a team that had a pretty subpar year last year um and now you know it's only been a copa italia game but i believe he had a hat trick um at at the least he had two goals and he's got this little partnership going on that kind of reminds me of, you know, a Chiesa-Vlahovic uh, uh, type of partnership at Fiorentina, where uh, this could work out with Nicolas Gonzalez, who came from the Bundesliga. Um, and and this kid could wind up going another 20 goals this year if somebody doesn't poach him first. I don't know how he's still a Fiorentina player, though. I mean, do
0: you? I think he might move, though. I th- we, we called it. This yeah. is if you guys go see the rebuild on our YouTube channel, the U- the Tottenham rebuild. We said that Dusan Vlahovic should go to Tottenham because we were already thinking Kane was leaving. So like he's yeah. the perfect replacement, and he keeps on proving us right by yeah. scoring more goals. So Dusan Vlahovic, guys, remember the name. Like every, like oh, we, like we, yeah, exactly. Uh, I like to mention two players that like they're common names. But I feel like Brahim Diaz, okay, is the mm-hmm. first one, uh, yeah. because now it's not a loan move; it's a permanent move. So yeah. I'm expecting to see a star there because he's 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 got the star the star environment with him now at Milan. Mm-hmm. and he's going to be a starter. And he they they have Champions League football, and now they have to provide a bare minimum of quality football. And Brahim Mm -hmm. Dijesh, I think, guarantees that. But I'm gonna talk about a player that disappointed me a bit because I was a big fan of him last year, and that was Tonali. Yeah. Because I thought Tonali was gonna was gonna assume the spirlo type role. You know, it's not just -hmm. uh, it's not just the hair, but it's the quality of play. And at Brescia, Tonali was that type of player. You know, he would the pinpoint passes were there. The long shots when he when he felt comfortable he'd do it and he'd get some in and yeah. with Easton Milan, it just looks like the confidence isn't there so I hope I really hope we see a different Tonali this season and I'm gonna be watching him so yeah I'm gonna recommend him kiss to watch definitely
1: yeah and I, I think that's a I think you're gonna get your answer early on because I think Frank uh, Kessier is is out for the next month or so uh, really? with an injury. Uh, so you have Franck Kessier, and then I believe uh, the, the African Cup of Nations mm-hmm. is early, uh, early 2022. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see, uh, I think that gets Kessier out again, and Ismael Beneser, right? Mm-hmm. I think he'll be leaving as well. Um, so, hey, Sandra Tonali is going to get his chances this year, but I'm with you. I mean, we, we both would talk about him, and, and when he was with Brescia, he'd have some phenomenal games that you were just like, Oh man, this kid is like the regista for the future. It's going to be insane. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know how much bringing in like a Yassin oddly uh, mm-hmm. is going to affect his play, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. It's a good It's um, a good Yeah, part. it is. It is. If they can do it. All right. Well, um, I don't know what number we're on here, but I have a feeling that. If you don't say it, you're definitely going to piggyback on me saying it, right? <laughs> uh, but I have to say it because hey, I was a big uh, a big Danish stan um, during the Euros, as I don't know how people couldn't be. Um, but yeah, when when Christian Eriksen went down, uh, they called upon a, a, another certain Danish you know midfielder slash winger, uh, Mikkel Damsgaard, uh, and uh, man, he won people over. He was so good. Uh, so fearless, uh, occasionally dribbled too much, but Hey, I love that about him. Um, and, uh, you know, apparently can hit a damn good free kick. Um, but him at Sampdoria, I I don't think, I think he needs to level up some, um, but hopefully they're going to give him his chance to kind of run the show this year. Um, and I I think we're going to see that. Um, but we, we obviously, you gotta watch him because, uh, he should be able to carry that momentum over. Uh, and Yeah. I'd expect no less, right?
0: Personally, before the Euros, I didn't know a bunch, uh, a lot about him. And, yeah, see? Like, Damsgaard, yeah, he dribbled a bit too much. But that, that's what he had about him. That that ferocity, that not being scared to out-dribble you. Like, it's a scary thing for fullbacks, to have such a dribbler like him. But... Yeah, yeah, fantastic pick. There, I knew you were gonna shout him <laughs> out. I'll be honest. I was like, when is he gonna shout out Denmark? Like you were the guy who said that Denmark was gonna win the Euros. So uh, you're- finalist. <laughs> finalist, finalist. I got close. I got close. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Uh, but do you wanna do you wanna get a prediction now for Serbia? Yeah, we said a bunch of wonder kids. Do you have a prediction now for Serbia?
1: Yeah, and the funny thing is, is none of these wonder kids actually came from the club that I'm going to pick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if it if it weren't for uh, the exits, the exit door being wide open for Inter Milan, mm-hmm. right? And and AC Milan just does it. Also, doesn't seem I don't know. Everything is around Juventus for me. Um, McKennie another year uh, there. He's going to play a big part. He actually, I, I believe Alvaro Morata is going to play a big role up mm-hmm. front for them. Um, you know, I, I like Kiesa coming off winning the Euros. Uh, Dejan uh, Kulisevsky, I mean, I just really like this core that they have. And um, I think Juventus, uh, Allegri is a winner, or he, he's he's coming in to win. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to be Juventus uh, right back where they left off, uh, previous to inter, the little inter-hiccup. Um, and I think they're going to be winning the Scudetta.
0: I'm, I'm with you 100%. Like, the moment I... So that Kiesa Euro, I said no. Nah, so it's, it's this is a wrap. They have the league. Yeah. Chiesa, Ronaldo, Bonucci, Chiellini. Epa, eh, Like it's it's impossible not to win with this team. And yeah, then I got hurts. the coach with Allegri. So yeah, I'm and Christian. Like, how embarrassing would it be not to win the league for Christian Ronaldo? Like, yeah. it would be very embarrassing for him not to win Serie A this season. I'll, yeah, I'll you know, win.
1: before before he packs up and goes to PSG, right? that
0: we called it before we, before we saw Ash doing that news I did say that Mbappe is going to Real and Ronald was going to PSG and now the Messi there 100% that's gonna happen now the Messi's there now I'm really confident it's gonna happen because the amount of shirts the PSG sells with those two there yeah. it's historic but that's yeah. another talk there but yeah, that's, Ooh. that's, we got to win Serie yeah. uh, yeah. A. Any talk on FIFA? Like it's the FIFA rankings were out. Like,
1: did you, did you see that? Yeah, you know, of course. Um, you you know me, we've, we've uh, ever since that fateful day in Trinidad and Tobago, uh, watching the U.S. men's national team not qualify for the World Cup. We knew it was going to be a long, long road ahead. Um, it's, I'm talking as if I'm like the one playing the game <laughs> I'm clearly not, <laughs> uh, but man, it was a tough day and, uh, they, they've clawed their way back. They're in the top 10, the U S men's national team. Um, and that's because, you know, they had a B team, B minus team win the gold cup. They, uh, won the CONCACAF nations league. I don't think any of them are looking at this FIFA ranking and saying, Hey, we're 10th in the world. We could crush uh, Germany. We know that that's probably not the case. But um, this just is, is kind of a, um, even if it's like point-based or algorithm-based, like this is just that, hey, there is something happening on this side of the world. And uh, in, a, in a nation that is very much not considered a footballing nation, um, it is starting to get an identity, starting to. And, and it's still early games here, right? But I'll tell you what, I wake up, eh, it's kind of like, you know, steered away from this over the years. But I, you know, wake up and Sports Center is always on, right? That's where you used to get your highlights if you're watching regular old television. Uh, but for the first time, I saw, it wasn't led, right? It didn't lead the program. But Christian Pulisic's goal, Gio Reyna's goal, they showed the other highlights of a couple other big European games. Yeah. The fact that that's happening in the United States, uh, you know, okay, that's a small sample size, but we're starting somewhere. And uh, yeah, the, the, the rankings going to 10th or going to ninth, being in the top 10. Um, do I actually believe it? No, not yet. We have a long way to go. But man, this World Cup qualifying campaign is so important, so important for everybody, right? But it's all gonna be put in this tiny little, you know time frame and uh, the, the fixtures are just going to be flying. and we're gonna find out whether or not this was uh, all BS. Uh, or it's the real deal, and the U.S. is somebody to be uh, be watched in the near future. So, uh. like I don't know, like
0: perfect. though. like the the, the what you said there about culturally, like <laughs> the the f- f- football or soccer there in the U.S. starting to be shown and ESPN Sports Center, all that 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 shows like that's as a European fan, like it's fantastic to hear that because that right. means like another market is emerging for football. And the amount of talent that you guys are stacking so much talent and it's all at the same time. Like it's, it's every U S player. You're making history, man. You're making an impact and it's it's fantastic to watch, but I'll just, you're right there. This FIFA 10 ranking is complete bogus. If you ask me, like if you see Germany, (laughs) I have Germany here. I got Denmark was 11th. Okay. And I feel like Mexico being ninth, and Denmark, that had one of the best runs in recent history in the Euros. Come mm-hmm. on, wouldn't you put them in the top 10? Yeah. <laughs> Uruguay, yeah. Colombia, and the Netherlands. Yeah. Okay, so these, all these nations were the ones snubbed of that top 10 that I managed to list out, and I wanted to say it. Uh, <laughs> because it, it, it shows it, that it's a point system, but it's not really like number one, it's France, it's not Belgium. Yeah. Y- you know? Yeah, in my opinion, like, for me, the best team in the world is France It's not Belgium. And the truth is, maybe Belgium won't win anything. okay? Mm -hmm. Because the big competition that we're leading up to is the World Cup, right? Mm -hmm. Next year. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, if the Bruyne, Lukaku, if these guys don't win the World Cup, their legacy is tarnished. Because these guys were like number one in the FIFA rankings for how many years? Yeah. How many years is Belgium being number one in these FIFA rankings?
1: Yeah, I bet Belgium is wishing they could uh, spend 150 million on a striker. <laughs> That's actually a joke because Lukaku's there. I get that, but it's just it's it's just I still one. can't wrap my head around it. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, and this World Cup qualifying is going to be very different than in years past. Mm. So, we're we're going to find just how bogus these uh these rankings are. Um and guess what? They'll continue to rank them because you have to have something that creates these like coefficients that lead to seedings and all that crap. So, I, I get it. I get it. Uh but ultimately when it comes down to it, uh the only thing that's been really nice to see on my end is is that like you said, a new market is emerging. People are getting getting hip to it, even though um, even though it's uh, it's never – the shine is never going to kind of get polished off of watching um, a player that I've watched domestically. And I bet you feel the same way about players you've seen come up through, you know, Casapia yeah. and others. But over here, it, it, you know, watching them come up, like the Philadelphia Union boys, seeing for the first time a Mark McKenzie and a Brendan Aronson go to Genk in Belgium and to Red Bull Salzburg – Uh, And do well. I mean, that just makes you brim with pride. Um, And then to see them in the Nations League game uh, and doing well, you're like, wow, this is this is new because you're right. It used to be you draft them from college and they're 22 by the time they get out. Right. This is not this is very different. Brendan Aronson joined the club like when he was 10 or 11 right and he's wor- this is very much a euro style of doing exactly. things and a focus on fundamentals so we're just scraping the surface here uh no i'm not going to be uh uh some some guy that ever is going to think that the us is going to be a world cup favorite anytime soon but mm-hmm. man are we putting the right pieces in place to to be good for many years to come i'll be we'll honest see. like is 2020
0: 20, 2026 is going to be in the in us soil right yes i think your candidates uh, I think, <laughs> I think, like in five years' time, yeah. if Pulisic, Giorena, yeah. Dest, McKenney, Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, Daryl DK, Josh Sargent, these are so many talents. Like yeah. if they get nine proper players, yeah. I think you can make it happen, because yeah. this is what uh, this is what I love about the U.S. team and i know i'm hyping them up i'm going bold by saying this okay <laughs> that the us are contenders if all these talents become like bro- fantastic players mm-hmm. but like it's 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 what makes the us special it's the chemistry between them it's the banter between them it's the yeah. it's how comfortable they are with each other like i'll sure. be honest i don't know if every national team have that bond between them because I think the fact they're underdogs makes them be close together. Sure. You know? And I feel yeah. like they felt that all their life. Because truth is, Portugal's gonna play US. Spain's mm-hmm. gonna play US. They're gonna say, ah, oh, americanos." that mm-hmm. you see, you 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 know what I you know what I mean? There's yeah, like I did. now it's changing because the US beat France, right? Wasn't it three was two in, in the under twenty World Cup? Mm-hmm. Like it's is there's a change now of 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 what's happening in the world fo- mm-hmm. world of football?
1: So I wanted to mention this. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, you it's know, mentioned. don't give me a platform for too long because I will <laughs> I will pump them up too much. But I, I've I've said this before, and you and I have said it offline, and we've said it on here too. Mm-hmm. That I I think this is just the ta like the the scraping of the surface when it comes to yeah. uh, the the awakening of an infrastructure, right? That was not there. It wasn't there. It's taken 20 plus years since the the founding of MLS. uh, And, you know, getting away from this pay to play, everybody like paying out the wazoo just to get their kids to practice so that they can beat a team 14 zip, right? This is very different. These are players that have grown up with a ball attached to their foot, right? And if and then, if you create that underdog feeling, because going to Europe and making it in Europe is still the thing to do, and will be for a very long time, yeah. uh, you have a, an American going in there that and they want to change the perception of the American player. I'm sure they don't like wake up in the morning and go, "Hey, I need to change the perception of American player." But that's a very big it's the deal. American dream. It's the American dream, <laughs> the American spirit. Yeah, no, it, it it is a um. Yeah, it is essentially they—they they are outsiders, and they need to prove themselves, and that's—it's a chip on their shoulder that they need to prove, and—and and that's true. that's important, and hopefully it never goes away because frankly I think it makes our our team a better a better team, but we'll see.
0: You guys are extremely patriotic guys, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's, too that's patriotic amazing.
1: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh,
0: here we got the podcast number seventeen wrapped up. If you guys enjoy it. Please go comment down below and go say, I've listened to it. I went bold. I, I listened to this podcast. So you'll make sure we know that you listen to it. And we're going to comment back. Don't worry. And Absolutely. if you could subscribe too, that'd be a huge help. And uh, Yeah, guys. was overall really good talk. Do you have any final
1: thoughts, Brennan? Nah, just all the best to to everybody that's been listening and, and finding us on TikTok, and and uh, we've we've got fun stuff to come, and uh, we really really hope you continue on this ride with us. We might go bold with these ones, guys. So let's we see. Might. We'll okay. see. <laughs> it was
0: nice having you guys. See you next see ya. time.